Sooner or later, there's one thing that happens to every truck driver. You have to pull into a way station. Even if you're using a way station bypass service, you're still subject to random pull-ins. Of course, if you're not using way station bypass, you have to pull into a scale every time you come upon one. No matter which kind of truck driver you are, how you handle going through a way station can mean the difference between getting out quickly and being further delayed. Welcome to another edition of the Eyes on the Road podcast presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and toll payment services. PrePass also includes informed software for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. Online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge and it's good to have you here. Without delays, a trucker's life would be a lot easier, but they are a fact of life on the road. And while we can't help you when it comes to delays caused by weather, equipment problems, and traffic, just to name a few, there are steps you can take to reduce the amount of time you spend at way stations anytime you have to pull in, and that means getting back out on the road faster. Joining me by phone to talk about this is Steve Vaughn, Vice President of Field Operations at PrePass Safety Alliance. Steve spent nearly 30 years with the California Highway Patrol, including serving as Chief of its Enforcement Services Division, where he was responsible for providing statewide oversight for commercial vehicle regulation and inspection. These days, he's the Chief Liaison between PrePass and state agencies. Hi, Steve. How are you? Doing well, Evan. Thank you for having me. Well, Steve, to begin with, let's talk about why trucks have to pull into way stations. Obviously, if a motor carrier is not using bypass service, they have to pull in. But what are the main reasons why those using way station bypass occasionally have to pull in? Well, the primary reason is states require bypass systems to have a random pull-in rate established as kind of serves as a checks and balance system. It allows enforcement personnel to get a closer look at a vehicle that would have otherwise gotten a green light to bypass. While the vast majority simply pass through the facility unhindered, it reassures enforcement personnel that they have the ability to check the vehicle. It also gives them an opportunity to scan the vehicles that passes by for proper credentials that are displayed to ensure that there is no visual deficiencies with the vehicle, such as flat tires, worn tires. On the carrier side, it assures companies by reminding their drivers that they still have spot checks so that they need to maintain their electronic log books and do their required checks on the vehicle. The random pull-ins really serve both sides, the enforcement side and the industry side, for the purposes of the checks and balances in the system. Okay, so what's the most important thing drivers need to be familiar with when they pull into a way station so they can minimize their delays? Well, first, I would say they need to scan the facility so they are familiar with the design as they're coming down the ramp. They should be looking for signs that give them direction. As they approach the scale head, they should be looking for additional direction from enforcement personnel, whether it be hand signals or listening for verbal commands over the loudspeaker system. If they are directed in for an inspection or a discussion, they should be familiar with what the inspection process entails. I believe the two biggest delays are caused by not having the necessary paperwork ready or not being familiar with their ELD system. A driver may be required to provide enforcement personnel information on or from the ELD, so they should be familiar with how the operation of the ELD works prior to them being requested 
to display it. Seeking the proper training from your employer or your provider of the ELD system is the best way to learn how to properly use the system before you're required to display it to an officer. And what are the most common mistakes made by drivers when they pull into a way station? And what's the result of these mistakes, Steve? Most facilities have a slightly different look when entering from the ramp. They can vary from large facility with multiple lanes to a smaller facility with one or two lanes. If it's a site you normally travel through, you'll be familiar with the design. However, you must pay attention as they're sometimes working on lanes that may have a lane temporarily closed. Uh, recall one instance that occurred recently where a truck actually drove into a open pit and the driver regularly travels through that facility. However, was just not paying attention and went right through some cones into the pit. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but there was quite a bit of damage to the vehicle. If they're unfamiliar with the design, focus first as you're coming down that ramp on the speed and lane requirements. Some have specific lanes for loaded or unloaded vehicles. Some will require you to slow down or stop axle by axle on the static scale. Paying attention to both the visual and verbal commands through a loudspeaker system can save you time by not having to circle around and go back through the facility again. Sometimes it's a simple, what we call a runaway, where you will flip around behind the facility and back in. Some facilities require you to go to the next exit, circle all the way back around and come into the facility again. So that can be a, a great loss of time simply for not paying attention. Furthermore, if the driver seems to be confused and not able to follow commands. It may arouse the enforcement personnel's suspicion that they want to look at that driver a little bit more closely and take time to speak to him. And that's time that is very valuable to you as a driver. So don't waste your time. Don't waste their time. Follow the commands. Steve, let's talk about paperwork, because without paperwork, trucking would grind to a halt. What are the biggest do's and don'ts when it comes to having required paperwork when truckers are at a way station? I think the biggest don't is not being organized. You want to be organized when you walk into that facility. We see drivers that have paperwork scattered in various locations around the cab, or they're unfamiliar with the requested paperwork, not in possession of required paperwork, and a whole host of other issues. These are the drivers that will experience the longer delays. We also see drivers walk in with a binder or some sort of other system with various paperwork organized, neat, and easy to find. For me personally, when I see someone that well organized, I make an assumption that they will be on top of the maintenance of their vehicle as well. A quick look at the vehicle, even from a distance, will often make me feel more comfortable that they are treating their driving responsibilities as a professional, and I'll spend far less time with them. On the other hand, that unorganized individual is one that I'm going to spend a little bit more time looking at them as individually and also their vehicle. Now, Steve, we've been talking about what drivers can do to make their visits to way stations as quick and painless as possible. I would imagine there are things fleets can do to help their drivers, too, that would help this process go smoother, right? Absolutely. 
I just mentioned organized paperwork. If fleets spend a few dollars to provide their drivers or equip each truck with some type of organized binder or system that kept their paperwork up to date, they'd probably save thousands of dollars in lost time. They can also properly train their drivers on the ELD system and what they're using, the type of system they're using, and test them on a regular basis to ensure that they properly know how to operate that system. I think it's always amazing to enforcement personnel that when asked to review the ELD, some drivers today still don't understand how to display their hours of service. So I would say for a trucking company, that probably one of the main things is to make sure that you've trained your personnel, they understand how the system works. Also, it's important to train their drivers to complete the necessary pre-trip inspections. Maybe do regular walk-around inspections of the vehicle on the longer trips to find any issue before it's located by the enforcement personnel. Remember, as a vehicle rolls through an inspection facility, those folks are looking at the vehicle, scanning for any type of physical defect, worn or damaged flat tires, decals, and the overall physical condition of the vehicle. If they spot something that appears to be out of place, they may pull the vehicle aside for a closer examination. Again, you're losing time, and there's a greater possibility that that vehicle is going to go through a full inspection, which normally will take 20 to 30 minutes. By training your drivers to look at the truck through the eyes of the enforcement personnel, I think you are doing yourself a great service. You will find and fix issues prior to being tied up at a facility and possibly cited or placed out of service. Most importantly, I think both sides, enforcement and drivers alike, are looking to be safe out there. And that's a common goal. By making those closer inspections of the vehicle, both as a driver and enforcement personnel, we're making our highways safer. Now, anytime a driver pulls into a way station, there's always a possibility that the truck, the driver, or both, could have to go through a complete inspection by officers. Now, you just mentioned this. Are there things that drivers or fleets can do more of to make sure that this whole process goes as smoothly as possible, including if the truck or the driver is put out of service, Steve? First and foremost, if you're pulled into the facility by the officer, follow the commands exactly as they provide them. In many cases, their safety depends on you doing so. As a former commander, I expected my personnel to treat everyone with respect and act in a professional manner when dealing with the public. However, I didn't expect them to have to put up with disrespectful behavior. When someone becomes disrespectful, I expected them to deal with it in a professional yet firm manner to prevent the situation from getting out of control. So I would suggest as an individual, when you're dealing with the enforcement personnel at the facility, treat them with respect and accept the fact that like you, they're simply doing their job. They understand that you're trying to make an honest living as a driver and often have much more empathy for you than, than you would believe. They recognize that when they place you out of service or they issue a citation, it's impacting you personally in your financial situation, and they get no joy out of that. So I would just say treat them with respect and expect to be treated with the same respect you provide them. In instances where you may be placed out of service, I would recommend that you have pre-established vendors along the way that you can contact should your vehicle be placed out of service for a mechanical violation, a tire situation, 
where you can have someone respond out to you quickly and handle the situation for you to get you on your way. Often, enforcement personnel will have a list of vendors that they can provide you that are local. Uh, Eventually, it will happen. You will be placed out of service for something that you did not expect. These are mechanical creatures that tend to break down as they travel over the road. Be prepared. Have that list ready for you and reduce the amount of time that you're stopped alongside the road. That is Steve Vaughn, Vice President of Field Operations at PrePass Safety Alliance. Steve, thank you very much. Thank you, Evan. Thanks again for having me here on the show. And you can get more information about dealing with law enforcement by going to the resource library at prepass.com. There you will find webinars and white papers on this topic, as well as those to help you maximize way station bypass opportunities. While you're on the prepass website, be sure to read the blog for the latest insights into trucking and listen to previous episodes of this podcast, as well as through your favorite podcasting service. This has been Eyes on the Road presented by PrePass Safety Alliance. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening. And remember to keep your eyes on the road.